Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Songlines and Ten Lines podcast, a place to take a momentary break from your day-to-day routine. Those returning, thank you. The support is greatly, greatly appreciated. Those new to this podcast, welcome. And if you like what you hear and are not a subscriber, don't forget to subscribe. Now let's pull up the anchor and set sail. This week, my friend Chris from the Audible Ecstasy podcast is on the show. In order, mm-hmm. to help me, <laughs> in order to help me and you decide which is the better song, Jimmy's cover of Uncle John's band or the tried and true original by the Grateful Dead. And if things seems a little weird, a little bit strange, on my side, I'm not used to really running these with somebody else on there. So I might sound a little bit different myself, but Chris is there. So Chris, tell everybody you're doing okay. I'm assuming you're doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing well, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, I, I've told these guys, uh, I got uh, laid off here recently and uh, I was kind of down, depressed a little bit, but I've had some positive news in that front here over the past uh, few days. So I'm actually feeling a lot better. If you listen to our episode from uh, Foo Fighters review. Shameless plug. (laughs) Audible (laughs) Ecstasy podcast is the one we're doing. I may have sounded a little uh, down on that one, but uh, apologize for that, Anthony. It may have kind of given a subpar episode, but uh, it is what it is. You know, like Jimmy and Alan Jackson say, it's five o'clock somewhere. So just keep that in your head, man. It's five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) If you get down. Grab you a brisky, even if it is eight in the morning, because it is five o'clock somewhere. So anyways, well, Chris may jump in on a few of these with me too while he's out of work, just to shake things up a bit. But before we go ahead and dive into the two albums, two songs, uh, we have some information on the albums the songs come from. So I'm going to read a little bit of the first one. Chris is going to dive into the second song. He gets the Buffett one. See what I do for my guests on the show? I give them the (laughs) Buffett one to talk about, not the Grateful Dead one. Appreciate so. that. You're a bigger Dead fan than me, I think. That's fair <laughs> Somewhat, man. I will say this album, Working Man's Dead and American Beauty, I, I've listened to a lot. But beyond that, Touch of Grey, I was big on that in the 80s when it was popular. So let me go ahead and get into the script and uh, we'll kind of get into the songs after that. Okay, let's first dive into the album that you can find the Dead's version of this song on. The album is called Working Man's Dead. And Wikipedia had this to say about the album. Working Man's Dead is the fourth studio album by The Grateful Dead, of course. It was recorded in February 1970 and originally released on June 14, 1970. The album and its studio follow-up, American Beauty, which is a fantabulous album, were recorded back-to-back using a similar style, eschewing the psychedelic experimentation of previous albums in favor of Jerry Garcia and Robert Hunter's Americana-styled songcraft. In 2003, the album was ranked number 262 on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest of all time, 264 in 2012 on a revised list, and 409 in the 2020 list. It was also voted number 371 in Colin Larkin's all-time top 1,000 albums. With all that said... And that information firmly planted in your parrot head brains. Let's give their song a quick listen. Choice, my friends, better take my advice. You know all the rules by now and the fire from the ice. Will you come with me? Won't you come with me? Oh, oh, what I want to know. 
heard the original let's give jimmy's cover a chance to shine uh, his song can be found on the album fruitcakes and according to wikipedia it is the 18th studio album by american singer-songwriter jimmy buffett initially the album was to be called quietly making noise uh, the album was released in may of 1994 it was buffett's first studio recording since off to see the lizard from 1989 great album, great album. <laughs> yeah yes it is a great album uh, he used this five-year hiatus to focus on writing a couple books, uh, Tales from Margaritaville in 1989 and Where is Joe Merchant in 1992. Both great books as well. I enjoyed reading them. I'll take your word for that. <laughs> Fruitcakes reached number five on the Billboard 200 album chart, making it Buffett's first top ten album. The album was also certified platinum by the RIAA. I don't know what that means. But it was on December the 19th, 2004, which happens to be Anthony's birthday. Exactly. Amen, <laughs> I don't know brother. if you threw that in there as a, as a plug I or not. I did not, but that's a nice <laughs> thing to see, that Buffy gets some love on my birthday. Man. The first single from this album, song Fruitcakes, with the title track, it charted at number 29 on the Billboard Adult Contemporary chart. The second single, Frenchman for the Night, did not chart, sadly. It's a great sadly, song. It should that's have. That's a great but... song. And I've got an episode on that one back in the day, so... Tune into that one if you want to listen to that some more. There are several songs on this album that are covers of other recording artists. You have, of course, the song we're reviewing today, Uncle John's Band. Sunny Afternoon, which is a song by the Kinks. She's Got You is a famous pop country song written by Hank Cochran and first recorded as a and released as a single by Patsy Cline. Anyway, with all that aside, let's give Jimmy's version a listen. Now the moment you've been waiting for, anxiously waiting for, biting your nails in anticipation. I hope so, at least. It's now time to pit these two massive songs together, Deadhead versus Parrothead. Who will come out in the end? Well, let's take Jimmy's version first. Uh, you hear those steel drums kicking in right off the bat, which gives you this awesome. Caribbean 
vibe to it and just kind of puts you in like that relaxation mode in your mind. That's hard to beat right there. With the Grateful Dead, you have uh, the way they kind of harmonize. I will say that, that the vocal harmonies with the Dead is a little more than Bubba has. He's more kind of the, the, the lone singer on this song right. where, where they kind of share that responsibility. Uh, you get a more stripped down version acoustically with the Grateful Dead. It almost has like a little bit of a south of the border vibe at times it does. to it. I can hear that. Yeah. But I will say something to put over the top for me as the first concert I ever attended with Anthony, the first Jimmy Buffett concert I ever attended Fruit with Anthony, Cakes. they played this song that night. Uh, it was, they closed, they didn't close the whole show with it, but they closed it before the encores with it. And I just, I have this visualization of, of how, how much the crowd loved it. I mean, it was a huge hit that night. I looked it up. It looks like he's only played it 90 times live ever, according to Setlist FM, which may may not be accurate. I don't know, but I think they have a lot of Buffett set lists. In yeah, there, so they're probably like pretty the, good. The Parrotheads seem to really log on there pretty yeah, well, it seems. I like can believe it. So it's not a whole lot of listens, but it's not terrible either. Uh, yeah, I got to give the nod to Buffett just because of that Caribbean vibe to it, plus seeing it live and and seeing the concert reaction, you know, the crowd reaction. Yeah, to it, so. I still remember that first concert because we were in the gold circle, they called it yeah. back then. It third was still, row, I think, yeah. It was like third or fourth row. Yeah, like I'm up in the third row. First concert for both of us. This was and, before uh, before people could buy tickets online. Oh, yeah. yeah and we uh, would, Anthony's mom won some lottery and, and <laughs> went yeah, good it, tickets, it, right? It was back in the day when you would have like, you were in line at the record store, I was in line on the phone, yeah. My mom might have been online somewhere else. Someone else might have been another record store. You just Buffett yeah. was so popular back then. It was it was hard to get. It's easier to get tickets these days than it was back in the day. It seems like, but well, that, that's debatable. I think well, that's that's a that's another, that's another day debate. right there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still remember that show clearly, man. When Buffett, when that uh, procession of carnival players came floating oh, yeah. out, when that yeah, was so cool, man. I was, my the first concert was always the best, but. Anyways, uh, I'm going to go and dive into my side of the argument, and I have to say, of all the covers, most of the time, Jimmy's cover wins out. It's probably because I love the guy, but I also like the extra stuff he puts on to these cover songs. He truly makes, he doesn't just copy them, he makes his own stamp on them, which a lot of artists don't do. But with this one, I do have a little bit of a difficult time picking between them, Um, but I am leaning more towards Jimmy's version. Surprise, surprise. And the reason is his version is slightly better than the original. Not by much. Because I really love the way the Dead sound doing the song. They really made a classic rock song that doesn't sound dated. Doesn't sound like it was made in 1970, which is now over 50 years ago, which is crazy to think about. And you can listen to the Dead's version of this song anytime and on any occasion. And it will always sound great, and it will never sound dated. But Jimmy's version just has that little bit extra, that little bit of extra that makes it a Buffett song. It's more layered, got hints of steel drum, like Chris said. It's more upbeat, it's peppier. And I like the way he launches into the chorus, you know, and he says that GD part. It's not just like sliding into it. It's like GD, you know, it's like really, really hitting it. You know, I'm trying not to cuss on the show as much as I can. Um, so those little things kind of give it the nod to me. So in this head to head, I got to give it to Jimmy again. There is a song floating out there that Jimmy 
didn't do a better job of. Surprise, surprise on that one. And hopefully well, someday we'll dive into that one as I'm well. I'm curious so. to hear what that will be. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say it now. It's Glory Days by Springsteen. I just don't oh, think... Okay. I don't think... I like Jimmy's version, but Springsteen's version of Glory Days is just... It's just got a Springsteen sound to it. It's hard to even hmm. put a spin on because his is so unique. But Yeah, he's a difficult guy to, to cover because you're never going to sound like him. That's exactly. Pretty, but at the yeah. same time, I mean, it was done live. So, you know, it wasn't a studio effort. So it might be a little bit different if it was studios. So anyway, that's cool. kind of where it stands. We both picked Buffett. Surprise, surprise. We're on a Buffett-based podcast picking Buffett. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Anyways, Chris had, uh, do you have another little song you want to pop on here for one second? Well, you know what? That's a good point. Uh, there is a third cover I found while uh, floating around out here. Uh, it's from the Indigo Girls. Uh, they covered oh, this yeah. song as well. I guess they're kind of like a folky band, which which kind of falls into the uh, the category. But here we go. We'll listen to it. I'm curious to see what you think. It's choice, my friend. Better take my advice. You know all the rules by now and the fire from the ice. Now will you come with me? Won't you come with me? Oh, I want to know, will you come with me? Sister. It's good. I mean, and talk about putting your own spin on it, throwing in sister in there. I mean, that is your right. own spin. So it's definitely a lot more livelier than either yeah. version of these two songs. So. Definitely more sped up. I will give the Indigo Girls credit. They uh, acoustically are, are pretty good musicians. I mean, yeah. you, I, mean I felt like the guitars uh, maybe better in this song than they were in the Dead song. Yeah, uh, it's totally awesome. different than Jimmy's version. I mean, there's no yeah. Caribbean steel drum sound to it or anything, but. <laughs> That's where uh, Jimmy always gets the nod. He get that little bit of steel drum, a little bit right. of Caribbean vibe to it. You know, it always well, he makes, makes it his own that way. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I gotta say, I, their vocals weren't great in that. I've heard them harmonize right. a lot better than than on this song. Yeah. So that's kind of my take on it. I don't know what yeah, you think. I mean, I don't think it's better it, than either of the originals. No, uh, no. But but I will say acoustically, they do a really good job. It's just more yeah. the the vocals didn't really match up for me on that one. It stuck more in line towards the original than really anything yep. else. It is more like the original just sped up a little bit with a few different words thrown in. So I'm not sure I'd listen to it often, but I might listen to it again and see what it sounds. Let's do it in its entirety. So um, so let me go ahead and drop anchor here and close out the episode. You can hear my voice and Chris's voice talking music on the Audible Ecstasy podcast. Another shameless plug. <laughs> and that's ecstasy, E-X-T-A-C-Y. And I still have my horror podcast going called Nightlight Tales, which I don't update, but there's still stuff there in case you want a little a little spooky from time to time. And that's about it. No reading of the book this week. I will pick up with the tale of the Golden Pirate next week when I uh, get back to being a, a single lonely voice on this, on this thing. So I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. 
And I'm going to give Chris the final line on this one. Thank you, Anthony. Cheers and aloha.